0: There we go. Hi guys. Sweet. Hello. Hey. How long has it been since it's been four of us?
1: Ooh, like four weeks. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen often. Yeah, yeah. probably. Uh,
2: and it's good that we do have David here because we're you are, were the one who proclaimed the word on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, I guess that, so. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about the fact that we did have these parish collectives. We this is yeah. our our official launch and and i think uh three of us at least here uh did it's funny because dave dave usually has the ongoing church of the rock parish collective but i think because he was speaking and for various different reasons the three of us were the ones everybody else (laughs) (laughs) last week was the grand reversal and and um but jesse tell us about your group like in 30 seconds
1: yeah it was it was really good it was you know like um The carport at 1956 Grandview Drive is huge. So it was just, we were able to meet and it was cold, but we were in coats and (laughs) I was wearing my toque and it was, yeah, it felt like October again, but um, (laughs) it felt good to just be in person and and to chat. And yeah, we were able to get through the questions and like read the passages and it just, it's just good to, you know, talk to people and hear people's thoughts on stuff and like it just leaves so much more room for the community aspect of church which is i would argue my favorite part
2: me too me too randy uh, how how many groups were were there that that were meeting
0: oh why are you asking me this on i thought
2: you had it right in front of you sorry
0: (laughs) five or six maybe maybe five if we include the the family gathering which was yeah bigger yeah I think we're, we're looking at five or six different groups and uh, meeting all across the city which is kind of nice these little little pockets of, of groups that we're getting huh. together but but the weather was very cold it, it, and I had the same experience like we the last time we tried this initiative was in October when when it was cold and it should be cold but for some reason Sunday was very cold and it's like we didn't miss a step you know apart from the leaves changing color around us like it was the very same climate experience if I recall you know I had the fire pit out again you know I had to you know get the fire bowl out and so like we were staying
1: (laughs) yeah
0: not what I was expecting in
2: June
0: but was it it ever good like it just see what you're saying like I I just you you, sometimes you don't know how thirsty you are until like a, a glass of cold water is put in front of you and you're drinking it and and I I just Seeing these people, it's just like, oh, this feels so good to be together again. Yeah, it was so wonderful. Huh. So, James I interrupted you. Oh, I just say,
2: yeah, Liz and I had our fire bowl in our backyard, but we were spread out around the circle. <laughs> really so Nobody was close enough to get warm, mm-hmm. but uh, it'll yeah. only get warmer. And some days, some Sundays will be wet, and that'll be okay. Uh, you know, just uh, we're going to carry on doing these groups, and there might be other groups that will start. And yeah, we'll see. But it's a, just a wonderful thing that, that, yeah, we initiated on Sunday. We'll see where it goes.
0: It's, it's the grand experiment, you know, and, and I also think it is a waking from a slumber, you know, that in, in, in some regards, I mean, we've been aching to get together. I think a lot of us have really been longing to be in community and to be in these pockets together. But the other side of it is just like we've, we have metaphorically and sometimes literally been on the couch for a year and a half. And, and, you know, to kind of get the the pistons going again i mean dave and his group have been doing this you know through the whole thing they're they're probably not feeling what some people are feeling right now it's just like oh yeah i have to get up and take off my pajamas and put on clothes i have to yeah. park my teeth and shower i have to get out get out the door and i think for a lot of people it's a, a bit of an awakening like it's a bit of a a stretch a rude a rude awakening of, of sorts so
1: i definitely felt that with <laughs> like i was i was on the phone with some people and like and they were just saying I barely make it to zoom church on time. Like, I don't know if I have it in me to like, to be able to make it to a parish collective. Like I want it, but man, that's early.
0: (laughs) Like, Yeah. I think it's going to be a a slow awakening. I think it's going to be something that again, as we're practicing it week after week, I think we'll we'll probably get our muscles going again. But again, Dave, this hasn't been your issue with your crew. Um, But you spoke on Sunday morning, so you were with us in Zoom church and more than just with us, uh, you were delivering delivering the word. So uh, how did you feel about Sunday, Dave? And can you give us a little like, maybe a summary statement and then we'll chew on it here a bit.
3: Yeah, no, it, was, it was great to be with the Zoom community again. And we were talking through Acts 8 and specifically focusing on Philip and his journey into Samaria, where he um, performed a lot of miracles and um, just dwelt with the people for a bit. And I focused on the element of racial reconciliation that we saw in the passage between uh, Jew Philip with uh, the the Samaritans. Um, And yeah, it was, we ended up talking a bit about the residential schools and the 215 and had some, yeah, some dialogue around redeeming and what it what it means for um, what that word means and how we might be called into it today and and just some other good stuff about how we can listen um, to the people that are have stories to share regarding the yeah residential schools and other injustices we're seeing today
2: you know i thought early on you said something to the effect of, uh, about you know, right, it, of course, this comes on the heels of Stephen's just been martyred, and it says that historically what happened, all the Christians left. This is thousands of Christians. This diaspora fled Jerusalem and, in a way, accomplished what Jesus said would happen, that it would go from Jerusalem, next phase, Judea and Samaria, uh, and into the into the earth, which yeah, the, uh, some of them did. They went beyond Judean Samaria, right then. Uh, but uh, you said something in fact that you know in God's, you know I don't. You didn't say that God caused that crisis, but God mm. God turned it into something. Uh, he utilized it uh, for his good. And I, I don't know what came to my mind is something we've said in the past. It's like this didn't cancel the church, and right now with COVID, the church isn't canceled; it's deployed. You know, so the church got deployed because of that crisis. Uh, that was one thing that I thought of.
1: But what I thought yeah. was, like, I, I had to use my imagination a little bit while reading Acts 8, just because I realized in going out, people had to find homes to stay in. And people had to, like, had to to enter into Samaria, not just as someone who, like, has Christ with them, but someone who needs a place to stay and food to eat. Um and they were being persecuted and, and pushed out, and and so there's a, kind of a beauty in the in the reconciliation that happens with like Philip having to knock on the door of a Samar like a Samaritan, not not just like speaking to them, but like dwelling with them. Um, and because yeah, I, I I always you know the 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 testament of walking into a city and and doing like a big talk and healings and stuff like that like i think that that's really cool and and but my imagination was really engaged with the fact that he was in samaria for uh, like days you know like like and and that was yeah he had to be living there and had to be with the people there and i i thought that that was really beautiful
2: yeah a guest on other people's land
1: yeah
0: yeah, I mean, what, what, a, what, a, what a shrewd insight, Jesse, because particularly when you, when you do the historical study of the, of the relationship between the Samaritans and the Jews, um, it was not a, a relationship of equals. Uh, the, the Jews considered themselves superior. Uh, the Samaritans were the half-breeds. They were the rejected ones. They were the people that were pushed off to the margins. And then here come these Jews with Messiah, right? But they're dependent upon the hospitality, of the Samaritans suddenly, um, and and uh, wow, that, that that's a whole dynamic I hadn't even thought about till now. That's it's remarkable. We should was, we should talk in conversation. I think.
2: Well, it's great that you you admitted that, Randy. You know that uh, you know at your age and stage and uh, you know level of education, you really learned something on Sunday. Well,
0: but it really, you know, I mean, the whole lens that you brought—that really is kind of like this post-colonial lens, you know—and we're very cognizant of, of of that right now. I mean, we're opening up a passage, and we're we're taking something out of it quite accurately, but for our times. That that is meaningful for our times in a way that it hasn't been meaningful before. And and I think the Spirit is using. That. I think the Spirit is forming our church. Through, as we immerse ourselves in these texts in our times, we're seeing things that we haven't seen before. And, and, and they're, they're true, and they're real. Um, and it's, you know, I mean, this is a hard passage because it's a hard time, but in, in a manner of speaking, reading this and seeing this is a little bit exhilarating to realize that there, there, is, a, there is a way in which our text speaks to our times. And I really appreciate you, Dave. Um, navigating into this. And it was courageous to do that, Dave. Like, you need to hear that. Like, it was, it was an act of courage to talk about residential schools as, as we're looking at this. And, and not just to kind of reference that, but to really navigate into it, to name it, to pause in the middle of our sermon so that we can lament it together. And, and then to field conversation surrounding that. That was very emotive at times. I think we were all kind of feeling it. And so uh, you were on the hot seat. that particular way and i I thought you just uh you navigated it very well and graciously i thought it was a a real meaningful morning for our community
3: yeah thanks so much for sharing that randy yeah it was it was an honor and privilege for me i'm thankful that the community entered that space with me
2: David, i sometimes like to ask Randy this um you know we have this opportunity to kind of reflect now a few days after preaching uh on this recording this that at this point now, is there something you wish you had uh, added or had gotten to it? Or maybe you just didn't didn't have time. Is there another point?
3: I mean, like Randy mentioned, there's a whole piece like in the scripture that was read about Simon, the sorcerer, um, which I really didn't even go into, but I think there's a lot of stuff within that. And so that's just a a sermon for another time. The way acts is planned right now for our service. We've got a chapter a week, but, might have to uh, split this one into
0: three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That comment was not meant to be a criticism. Uh, in fact, what you what we were sharing, I hadn't thought about, and it only triggered in me this idea that here we find Simon, and like Simon is, in a manner of speaking, grasping for power, to use religious power for his gain. And, you know, what is colonialism, you know, if not, you know, the rhetoric of, of, of religion You know, when we think of the the, the doctrine of discovery, you know, we think of so you know a a lot of the Indian Act, like Indian Act, and a lot of colonialism was couched in the language of Christianity. It was people that were using uh, the 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 language and the rhetoric of the gospel to advance something that was incredibly self-serving and violent. And and so, just as you were talking about that first part with the Samaritans, it made me think about the next section which is we, we find simon here and as jesse as you pointed out in our conversation earlier like peter comes at this so venomously like he, he just comes against it so strong he's like no you know like and why peter are you being so crazy well maybe if the church had been listening to peter you know just just imagine what we could have subverted you know um in terms of our history so anyhow
2: yeah. You know, it is a small point too. I think it's interesting to me. Of course, Philip, uh, what he was a convert. He was a Greek convert to Judaism, who then became a convert to follow Jesus, and so he was already kind of this outsider, mm-hmm. who's the first missionary to these first people outside Jerusalem. And I think there is something in that that sometimes says the, the people who aren't the Yeah, he wasn't, you know, this, uh, he wasn't the purebred, uh, you know, uh, Jerusalem elite uh, Jew. So, uh, you know, there's something about somebody being able to come from the side. And I wonder for today, who might be those people who can help us? Uh, You know, it might not be older white men like us, Randy, you know, but who might be
1: younger white men like us could be that (laughs) that was that was that was was, that's a that's a criticism i
2: i hear you yeah Yeah. and and so I, i i'm grateful for you know what god is bringing to our country to our city uh people of lots of different cultures and as they uh come to follow jesus and 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 have a perspective of jesus that i don't they're teaching me new things, just like we, you know, David, is what you brought up, taught Randy and I new things about this passage that we've preached on several times. Uh, I'm looking forward to the the new people that God is bringing into our church who are going to lead us into this, you know, this new century that we're in, a new ways of post-colonial faith that we're looking forward to
0: continue to adopt this posture of curiosity you know and see where, where it takes us yeah uh but in terms of taking us somewhere uh, there there's a few things on on the uh agenda the first is that we, we have to just remind people that parish collectives are again happening this 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 sunday so uh check the bulletin um but at 9 30 we gather in our parish collectives and then 11 o'clock we gather for zoom church for those that can make both, that's awesome. But if you have to one, choose one or the other, that's that's also okay. Uh, family uh, service is also happening at 9.30. And again, we'll have information about that in the bulletin. Yeah,
2: and that's in the park, yeah.
0: Right, but there's also something happening, is it this coming Sunday night? Yes,
2: so Sunday night, and another uh, kind of, uh, am I saying this right? Another type of person maybe that has has been marginalized in the past with a kind of a, a kind of colonial way of being uh people who have you know maybe been ostracized and not uh we haven't ha- had the hospitality that le- like we should and we're learning we want to learn new ways it's with people with disabilities of all kinds and so we're going to have a conversation about that on sunday night on zoom and uh, uh, we've got some people sharing their stories we'll have some conversation uh, and uh, yeah, just talk about that as just another thing that Jesus can teach us about how, what it means to be uh, hospitable and uh, uh, to extend that belonging to everybody in the body of Christ.
1: Yeah, and the change that that requires, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we'll see we'll see how that that goes and well, we'll see what that opens up for us, yeah.
0: And may we be open to where that takes us, right? Like, may, may this move beyond just conversation and talk. You know, may we be a community that, that in our embodied practices, practices something different. I, I, there's a side of it that's terrifying, but there's a side of it to me that's also exhilarating. I just, um, boy, I, I, what could we become? Uh, so I look forward to Sunday. And oh, I'm speaking on Sunday. I look forward to hearing me speak on Sunday.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to hearing you too, Randy.
1: I really we all knew you like the sound of your own voice <laughs> now we have confirmation
0: Always yeah. <laughs> well, lads, great chatting with you this uh this afternoon and look forward to seeing you in one way or form you know hopefully on sunday
3: okay all right thanks everyone bye all right bye have a great week